0: Hey, this is Ben with the BTC Sessions, and this is wrecked.
1: Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how are you, buddy?
2: Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, it's a civic holiday here in Canada. Uh, we got an extra day off on Monday. So uh, my daughters took me to the Disney store, I guess. Oh, that was fun. A whole <laughs> new world? Uh, <laughs> no, they're into, uh, what do we what do we watch? Uh, the Descendants. I don't know if,
1: if you're not like a. It sounds like a horror movie.
2: It it is a horror movie. You're thinking of The Descent, which is a terrific <laughs> horror okay. movie. Uh, the Descendants is uh, it's a horror movie in its own right. Really, um, it's uh, yeah, it's basically the kids of all the uh, Disney characters uh, in a real in a live action movie. Uh, it's, Sound, sounds it's, pretty, it's pretty awful.
1: <laughs> and with us tonight, today, we have a very special guest, Ben from BTC Sessions. How you doing, Ben?
0: Hey, I'm great, you guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, you're a fellow Canadian. So what is this holiday all about that you guys have off that I do not?
0: I... I honestly have no idea. I just know that I'm not working today and that I get to enjoy a beverage as I do this podcast with you. So thank you. (laughs)
1: That is uh, always welcome here on Rekt Podcast. Uh, So, Chamber, you don't know what the hell this holiday is either?
2: So, I uh, Googled it. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Civic Holiday is the most widely used name for a public holiday celebrated in most of Canada on the first Monday in August, uh, though it is only known by the term by the governments of uh, Nunavut and the Northwest Territories. Um, So everywhere except for those two uh, territories celebrate the civic holiday. Uh, Civic holiday is also recognized as a statutory holiday uh, in the rest of Canada. So everybody's got a day off except for, uh, unfortunately, the people that are in those territories. Man,
1: imagine that. That'd be like all that'd be like all the United States having off except like Alabama. Alaska. Yeah, Yeah, no, Alaska. Like, like, hey, it's Memorial Day, except for you guys. (laughs) Sorry. Keep working in the snow. (laughs) Yeah, right. No kidding. Anyway, awesome. So we'll get started here. Uh, Ben, I got to tell you, I we so we just got in contact, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago for the first time. But I have to say, I got into crypto probably early 2017. Uh, Yeah, early 2017. And I don't know how I came across you, but you were one of the first people I actually followed on crypto Twitter and uh, started learning about Bitcoin from you without uh, ever realizing until we just got in contact again a couple of weeks ago how crazy is that
0: that's wild I'm I've, that's it, honestly anytime anybody tells me that they've watched anything I've done it really does kind of blow my mind so that's that's a huge compliment thank you
1: I think I heard you, I don't know if you were doing a podcast or something at that time. I'm not even sure how I found you, but there was not a ton of, there was not nearly as many podcasts as there are now, and I was listening to like, the Bitcoin podcast network or something like that. And I've, I feel like I heard you on maybe something they did, or I'm not even sure how I came across you, but then <laughs> I went and watched a bunch of your stuff and learned about Bitcoin and it was dope. So thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And thanks for watching. I'm stoked about that.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, First question, we got to ask, we ask all of our guests their origin story. So you've been doing this for quite some time. How did you get into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and how, you know, what was the progression to be where you are today?
0: Yeah, uh, I would say, well, I kind of started noticing it in 2013. I I saw a few random headlines and each time the the price was exponentially higher and i remember every time seeing it going ah i missed the boat whoops uh and then it got to kind of like the the blow off top at the end of 2013 and i figured okay well it's it's time to do some reading either this is a gigantic ponzi scheme or there's something more to it and so i probably did about three months or more of, of solid reading and re- researching before I put any money in. And I remember I bought my first 50 bucks and like the next day, Mount Gox collapsed. And oh so,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the thing, but la- honestly, like I, I, I thought I would have freaked out in that situation, but really I had already learned enough to understand the difference between the currency itself failing versus a business with terrible practices and so i was actually pretty much at ease and i kind of followed the rest of the bear market all the way down to the lows of the beginning of 2015 and rode that out and came back and i remember finally sweet sweet vindication at the beginning of 2017 when it reachieved kind of its previous all-time high and i was like ah i was right i wasn't just a total idiot um so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and I I started the uh, the the YouTube channel around early 2016 because those those first couple of years were tough. There wasn't a ton of great educational material out there that wasn't painfully boring. Um, with the exception of Andreas Andreas Anton- Antonopoulos was was a solid source to learn, but I I've had a very difficult time finding too much else that I found to be entertaining and educational. It was it was always, um, uh, you know, difficult to get through various concepts. Now there's so much and, and I'm glad to see that. But I essentially just told myself, hey, I'll do a video a week on whatever topic I enjoy and I'll just continue doing that. And I haven't stopped since and I've actually increased the number of videos I'm doing. So I do some new stuff now along with educational stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of been my progression. And now I'm working for a, a Canadian company called Bull Bitcoin here in Canada. And it's kind of like a brokerage, but it also allows people to pay any bill they have with Bitcoin, which is kind of sweet. So I'm enjoying it. Glad I can make this my full
1: time gig. So how does that work? Talk about uh, the Bull Bitcoin, How? because I'm actually looking at the website here right now. So you can pay... Any of your bills in Bitcoin? Is that what you just said?
0: Yeah. So essentially the way it works is is, uh, this is actually a a culmination of two different old-school Bitcoin companies. One was Bitcoin Brains, which was based in my city in Calgary here. And it was actually the first physical location on the planet that you could walk into with cash and buy Bitcoin. And the other one is Bills, which was based out of Montreal by Francis Pouliot. And at the time, it was actually under a different owner, but he acquired it. Uh, But essentially, it's a service where... You are able to send your Bitcoin to bills, and they will pay essentially, more or less, any bill for you. So, like, if you want to pay uh, somebody's direct bank account, if you want to pay your cell phone bill, your hydro bill, uh, your taxes, in in a lot of cases, pretty much anything you can think of, you can mostly find on bills. So it's it's mostly a uh, you can you can buy Bitcoin on the cheap for minimal fees, and you can spend Bitcoin on most things that you could think of
1: that's pretty cool so So how long have you been associated with them
0: uh so the company the name of the company actually wasn't even really thrown out there until december of last year that's when it was uh first first kind of uh announced I suppose but I was involved with the company since September of 2018 so that was kind of the planning phases of how are these companies going to come together and what is the brand going to be and all that kind of stuff it's it's very it's super bitcoin centric bitcoin only we want to build kind of the payment rails and and the the utility on bitcoin itself so that we don't have to divide our focus amongst other things.
1: chamber did you have a question you were going I was to gonna say in? I
2: was hoping he was going into the uh, the song you know uh pay my telephone bills, pay my automobiles. Uh, but <laughs> <Destiny's> unfortunately, <Child? laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I didn't hear that. So I'm going to have to, I'm have to try and find a drop bills? and put it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. <laughs> I'm,
1: on a, I'm on this site now, and I actually just never realized, uh, I guess I knew this, but I didn't realize how drastic the difference between Canadian dollar and U.S. dollar is. So a, oh, yeah. a one Bitcoin for a Canadian dollar is 15000 $306 yeah. at the current moment. Which yeah. Is, hey, look, that's, that's, you're almost at 20K. <laughs> yeah. Man. I think yeah. it
2: peaked. I think it peaked at like 23K Canadian. I want to say that's sound it, about right.
1: It almost went up to 25. Is that right? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. pretty, uh, Chamber, was, do you ever buy in Canadian or do you always buy sh- USD? How do you, so I, I, you
2: I use Canadian dollars, uh, to buy Bitcoin. But when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm, Tracking everything, I'm always using uh, USD because I think at the very start I was using CAD, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, you know, on Twitter and everybody's talking, it's like we're talking apples and oranges. So very early on, I just converted to USD for my tracking and and monitoring so when i'm monitoring pricing it's always in us dollars It's pretty much ditto
0: ditto for me yeah yeah. i I, it's all usd when you're talking on twitter but when i go to buy it's like that that slap in the face of like oh no it's 15k oh god
2: (laughs) jeez. but that's okay like when you make it so when it's a you know when you're having positive momentum in the market uh, and you're like, oh, I made five hundred dollars, you know, uh, <laughs> on that move. Well, it's five hundred dollars U.S. And I'm right, like, wow, so it's, it's like six fifty, right? Yeah. It's like six hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> That's so, yeah, it, it it's it's a double edged sword. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, Ben, so now you spend a lot of your time obviously making videos for YouTube, teaching people about Bitcoin. Uh, when you were first getting in, what resources were there for you? Uh, you know, you mentioned Andreas. Uh, what else was there out there at the time?
0: Uh yeah, so there there was actually a I believe it was on uh, Udemy. Uh, there was a course that I found, and it was something along the lines. I, I, the name is kind of escaping me, but I know the gist of it. It was something like how I learned to stop worrying and love crypto or love Bitcoin. I'm not sure it was one of the two, but essentially it was it was some dude who just made a <laughs> free course that that went through kind of what it is, how Bitcoin worked um the intricacies of of why it was different from the dollar and many other fiat currencies and what could possibly go wrong like like what were the weaknesses and how likely were they um, so it was pretty damn informative and there's I think there must have been like 10 or 12 30 to 45 minute sessions that I could listen to And by the time I kind of got through that I felt like I had a solid base. And it kind of – it prepped me not only for the, the promises that Bitcoin brought and, and kind of the, the leg up we would have above fiat currency but it also kind of prepped me for the in case you see this happen, that's not good and mm. run away kind of thing. So it, it kind of gave right. me both, both sides of the story and so mentally I was kind of – I think that's why I didn't freak out when Mt. Gox collapsed because – it sure. wasn't really on my list of stuff that would happen that would worry me. Um, I knew it freaked out the market, but at the same time, I was like, well, nothing has changed for the currency itself, so all good. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I started uh, was, was this, this
1: how, to, how I
0: learned to stop worrying and, and love crypto
1: that's pretty cool so for uh, anybody getting into crypto now or who hasn't been involved for very long uh, what is the best advice that you could give so I always tell
0: people this I, I tell them a couple things number one I say first try to understand Bitcoin try and understand the circumstances that led to it being created try and understand what it tried to solve the actual reason why it was created and then only then move on to other things because that will give you a solid litmus test for which to contrast and compare whether something is legitimate what trade-offs it has made to uh, excel in other areas and if it's just bs or not and so i say understand bitcoin first before moving on to anything else at least on on a rudimentary level not like oh i looked at it for a day and then i moved on but really really try to understand it and feel like you have a good solid understanding um outside of that i try to say to people that your investment in anything and whether it be bitcoin crypto or stocks or whatever your investment level should directly reflect uh, your level of understanding of the asset itself. So if you've just heard about something on Twitter and you, you heard it was going to pump, probably not a great idea to dive into it. If you're buying something because you literally just saw the number go up, you're going to sell when you see the number go down. So do your due diligence and try to understand where you're putting your capital
1: chamber you follow those rules I do not uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to make my own rules <laughs> they haven't worked for me very well <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I think you should you should probably try to follow those I'm that's taking some, some notes yeah. yeah
2: I'm definitely taking notes for this one that's funny
1: so Uh, Ben, so, you know, obviously, um, you know, your BTC sessions, um, you talk about Bitcoin. Are you exclusively Bitcoin as far as um, you know what you're involved in and what you talk about or are you um, Into alts. Would you call yourself a maximalist? Uh, you, you know where I'm getting that. There.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely at this point Call myself a Bitcoin maximalist um, And there's there's reasons for that so a lot of people look at Bitcoin maximalism and they assume that it's attributed to uh close-mindedness or stubbornness and in in my case at least that has not at all been the path that i have kind of gone down to come to this place it's actually been very carefully thought through positions and i i kind of came to a spot where i said well again why am i here what drew me to the space what were the innovations that i believe bitcoin was created for and what are the conditions or, or qualities, I believe, are important in order to maintain those potential promises? And so I kind of I, I set out a checklist of qualities I thought were necessary in order to be kind of a global, censorship-resistant, sound money. And inevitably, when I look so at
1: So give me an example of what was on there, of what's on that checklist.
0: Okay. So, I mean, number one is obviously it has to be sound money. Is it there a limited supply? How is it issued? Was it pre-mined or or is, do people have to actually do work to uh, create new coins? Um, What, is there a central figurehead? This is a lot of one that, uh, this is a major point that most other coins are just completely non-starters for me is, is there a, a central entity that I can point to that says uh, if, if this person dies or if this person says something, can they direct uh, the outcome of the coin? By by something that they say in passing, and so I I view kind of central authorities or figureheads or or associations or anything like that as as kind of a, a minus and a non-starter for me. Um, the other thing is is how easy is it for an individual to run the protocol themselves if they choose to do so and actually self-verify all the transactions because I I believe if we get to a point where that is only done by by large data centers and large companies well i mean a centralized entity checking the validity of transactions sounds a lot like a bank to me and so i i try to stray away from that and i try to make uh, my my belief is that it should be as accessible on the base layer as possible in regards to actually verifying the protocol and verifying the transactions
1: interesting um i tend to agree with you i I, and it's funny because i've also come from a a, basically a journey from hey bitcoin's cool oh my god all these 2000 (laughs) altcoins are super cool and now i have like three four different things that i hold and that's pretty much it and so uh chamber you're on the other side of the spectrum still i mean not
2: too far um it's the story's a little different i i have a shitload of alts um Mm -hmm. I am. Slow, I would say probably over the last two to three months, have slowly, you know, dabbled in maximalism. Uh, <laughs> I have. I haven't purchased. You know, I probably haven't purchased an, a new bag in a while. Wow! Uh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just. You know. I think I'm waiting for. Um, I think I'm waiting for what, what are the, what are the, uh, intelligent people call it confirmation? Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I'm getting confirmation of, uh, of, yeah, of, of declining alts. Um, I, I want to see confirmation of, you know, inclining alts, I guess. <laughs> I see. Um,
1: so Ben, I have to ask you now then, because just of recent news and all this stuff, um, what are you? What are your thoughts on Libra? Because you know we're sitting here talking about sound money, centralized entities, all that stuff, and it kind of sounds like uh, you would have a negative opinion on Libra. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So as far as far as Libra is concerned, again, I don't think it's a competitor to Bitcoin or really any any decentralized per se cryptocurrency. Um. I, I, there are aspects of it that are Decentralized, at least somewhat more than our current, you know, central banking system. But uh, realistically, this is a the way that they've presented it is it would be a basket of fiat currencies backing it. So number one already, the the appeal of having a blockchain there is that the asset itself is supposed to be digital so that you can actually verify it um you know if you have uh physical assets or assets that aren't on that blockchain that are pegged to it you've just taken a trustless system and you've injected trust into the equation so what i mean is okay so let's say you have uh, one libra coin and it's backed partially by the pound the dollar and the euro well who is auditing those pounds euros and dollars to ensure they're there you already have to trust somebody so in that essence what is the point of using a blockchain even like it it seems odd to me but furthermore when i when i started to dive into it um i i started to think well i mean it's a basket of currencies to help it stability and it's going to be its own free floating currency so what's to stop facebook from down the line nixing one of those fiat currencies and subbing in bitcoin in which case, maybe that could be a bit of a Trojan horse, right, where where you start to get away from fiat currencies because they keep on being devalued and Facebook wants to actually back it with something a little bit more solid. I'm, I'm not huge on, on the idea of backing something with something else. I'd rather just utilize the actual currency, but um, possibly in the future it could be a, a little bit of a Trojan horse if it ever launches in the way they want it to.
1: Yeah, that's super interesting. Uh, I think there is a big if there. Um, If it gets, you know, I think it's a lofty goal for them. And we'll see if it ever comes to fruition the way they've originally written it out. You see um, all the uh, hearings and everything already happening with it. People, other com- other countries, um, you know, are saying they're going to ban it and everything like that. So we'll see if that ever comes. But I do think it's been helpful to kind of bring and and I'd be interested in your opinion on this too. Um, I was talking about this with You Chamber the other day that I think it has been helpful of of bringing Bitcoin to light uh in, you know, Congress and things like that for a regulation standpoint. And it's been important that they've kind of been able to define the differences between what Libra is and Bitcoin is. Would you agree with that?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. It's it's been insane. If you would have told me that a a somebody in the House of Representatives would have brought up the the contrast between Bitcoin and shitcoins. coins, <laughs> it would, uh, you know, even just like a month <laughs> or two ago, like it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. And just to see uh, people starting to put the pieces together of, oh, this is what the value proposition of something like Bitcoin is where, you know, Facebook has to go to senate hearings and bitcoin cannot attend senate hearings so i i think it's just it's really outlining for the public at large what you know what the difference between these systems are
1: yeah interesting
2: who would Chamber. you i was gonna say who would you send to a senate hearing if if you had to uh f- to represent bitcoin
0: oh that's i don't know that's a tough one because honestly i i i don't think any one person could really represent it well honestly the best thing you could do would just be send an angry screaming mob that is just indecipherable and you can't tell what any of them are saying and that's basically a perfect representation of bitcoin because nothing gets done until all those people in the room agree on something
1: that's pretty funny That's fair. <laughs> all right chamber are you ready to get to some news i sure am all right let's get to the news all right you're gonna start us off here
2: i am uh right, we'll we start got? off with some governmental talk since uh, we're
1: on the topic
2: since we are on the topic and we want to keep it in the same vein here uh this is from theblockcrypto.com uh, SEC Commissioner Pierce says U.S. is not sitting idle over crypto regulations, but could learn from other countries. Um, so, ooh, this is this is interesting stuff here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hester Pierce, a commissioner at the Securities and Exchange Commission (SEC), has said that the U.S. has not been sitting idle uh, toward finalizing cryptocurrency regulations, but could learn from other countries' initiatives in the space. Pierce, also known as crypto mom i didn't uh,
1: know she was known as the crypto mom i didn't know
2: hester was a female <laughs> name if i'm being 100 percent honest
1: <laughs> um
2: known as the crypto mom made the comments in a form organized by singapore university of social sciences last week saying that uh, as a lot of activity is happening outside of the u.s uh, "Quote: We th- uh, we have to think about our regulations with sensitivity for cross-border considerations, cooperation, and what all uh, what I call co-learning. Uh, the SEC could take ideas from countries such as Singapore, Thailand, Hong Kong, Japan, as well as Malta and Switzerland in Europe. Um, in North America, Bermuda is at the top of that list. There, in untangling some of our most difficult and legal." Uh, uh, policy questions in the cryptocurrency space so some pretty um, I don't know that's I think that's very positive I think I, uh, I bullish I think there are a lot of countries doing some good in the space as far as regulations go and if they're and if they're recognizing that and saying hey we can learn from this um, I always kind of take it back to Canada um, how we kind of went to the forefront of cannabis legalization and it's been has it been a year it's almost a year and i would say pretty seamless i I don't know how things are in calgary um but you know pretty pretty seamless here in ontario um and you know other countries learning from our we're the first of the i think the big 12 uh you know global leaders uh to to legalize it so hopefully you know other other countries are learning from us as we and the u.s could learn from other countries when it comes to the crypto space so we'll see what happens but i think pretty bullish overall
1: Ben, what are your thoughts on uh, the regulation stuff from, from you know, the U.S. side? Uh, the regulatory space
0: is pretty interesting in that I, I just I really don't see how they will be able to keep up with the pace of innovation, because right now, I, I'm sure a lot of the regulators are looking at the state of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as of a few years ago and trying to base the regulations around that state of the technology when really it's moved quite a bit past that. And every year that they have to wait on regulations, uh, again, like if, if they pass down specific regulations on, on, on certain aspects of it, um, then all of a sudden the whole space has a roadmap of however long before those regulations actually come into into existence to route around it. And so right now they're trying to regulate businesses and exchanges and things like that. And everybody is looking ahead to say, how do we make decentralized exchanges? How do we anonymize our coins? How do we get around everything that every everybody else wants to do? And so it's it's really gonna be just a constant game of catch up if they if they wanna go that road. Um as far as businesses go, obviously it's it's very favorable if your business, say in the US, to have those regulations that are, are clear to you because then all of a sudden you can operate your business without worrying. You can suddenly get access to banking perhaps, uh, things that just weren't available before. But again, I, I think it's just going to be a game of catch-up constantly on the part of the regulators until eventually – uh, either the, the regulators give up or they just become completely obsolete. Uh, and and I'm, I know that's uh, a little bit of wishful thinking maybe on my behalf, but I honestly think whether or not it takes 10, 20, 30 years, I, I do think that may be the case that the regulators just cannot keep up and they eventually just kind of throw up their hands in the air.
1: Awesome. So we have another uh, article here from the Block Crypto Chamber.
2: Yes, uh, this is this is an exciting one here. I don't know if you guys are big fans of Litecoin, but did you know uh, that as of today, uh, the Block reward has been cut in half? Um, are you guys fans of Litecoin? Are you guys big Litecoin fans?
1: No, but <laughs> I thought that this was a relevant article because, uh, you know, Everybody talks about the having, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this, the Litecoin having, obviously is just happening today. Right. Um, but it did see, you know, kind of a surge in price for a little bit. A little um, bit. It is interesting, though. I, it seems like it was kind of short-lived and it already was. priced in. So. I'm uh, curious to see what Ben thinks about like the next Bitcoin halving and what that. Might let
2: do. let me let me break down this article here first, and we get into the sure. Bitcoin halving. So this is again uh, from the block uh, blockcrypto.com. Uh, Litecoin block reward halved, triggering short-lived price rally, as oh, Bunchu uh, <laughs> in, uh, inferred. There, uh, Litecoin block rewards will be cut in half today. A move that has helped push its price over hundred dollars. Uh, As a result of the halving, miners will now only gain 12.5 Litecoin for every block compared to 25 they were receiving previously. Uh, The Litecoin network is designed to cut its mining rewards in half every 840,000 blocks uh, and then cut on August uh, and the cut on August 5th was triggered as the block height hit one point uh, one point six million. Uh, the market reacted positively with the news of the price of Litecoin soared over 100 immediately after the halving was triggered. However, soon dropped below 100 and now hovers around ninety eight dollars. Um, so, yeah, you sell the news, right? Is that what we are told to do?
1: I think so. <laughs> Sell the having. So, I mean, it's interesting because it seems like the price was a little baked into this. Then, uh, in that case, um, which it makes me curious about the Bitcoin having because it's all people are talking about for next year. Uh, so, Ben, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, um, in in regards to am I a fan of Litecoin? I'm. I mean, it's it's one of the ones that I think is less you know like it wasn't created out of malicious intent in my opinion um that said do i hold (laughs) litecoin right now no um but i will say that (laughs) it did it did have a hell of a beginning of the year like saying that short-term price gains were seen is i don't think is the half of it because when you look back to the beginning of the year it had a hell of a year it's been crazy this year for it but um if you look back historically so i was kind of looking at this actually earlier in the year and i was saying okay well let's see what litecoin does for its having and maybe i can kind of preemptively look at what bitcoin might do for its and so in 2015 when you look at the litecoin having about a month before it you saw a massive spike in price for litecoin in in terms of dollars and in terms of bitcoin And so I was kind of looking to see if that would happen again this time but quite to the contrary it was actually a slow gradual rise throughout the entire first half of the year until I think about a month ago it started diving again back uh, because it got up to I think 1.7 1.8 percent of a Bitcoin something like that almost 2% of a Bitcoin earlier this year and then it just has not been able to keep up there and so i think we may be seeing a little bit of foreshadowing about what could happen in regards to bitcoin's having coming up um do i think bitcoin's having right now is priced in Mm, i'm not so sure about that but i do think that we may see kind of this slow gradual rise in anticipation of the having but then no major fireworks in and around the having that could be a potential outcome and then, in regards to uh, Litecoin itself, just in general, it's interesting because people get super, super excited about um, Litecoin when it when it goes up quite a bit. You know, it's the silver to Bitcoin's gold, but people really need to pay attention to Litecoin's value in terms of Bitcoin because in at the peak in twenty seventeen. Litecoin hit like 300 and something, 350 bucks, something like that. Everybody's freaking out going, oh my god, all-time high for Litecoin. But the thing is it wasn't. At the peak in 2017, at all-time high, Bitcoin, or Litecoin was between 2 and 3% of a Bitcoin. But that was not by far its highest price in terms of Bitcoin. That went back in late 2013 during the last major bull market. And in that major bull market, Litecoin got between 4 and 5% of a Bitcoin. So with the previous bull run like the 2017, it barely even achieved half of its previous all-time high. And with this last kind of pre-having FOMO, it barely even achieved 2%. So it seems to be on this kind of downward decline where if you have spectacular timing you may be able to stack some more SATs but if you don't then you're just kind of in a general downward decline at least in terms of Bitcoin I mean anything's sure. better than holding the dollar I suppose as long as you're not buying a, a complete scam but um, yeah that's that's kind of some of the reasoning why I've I've gravitated towards Bitcoin I think a lot of coins will will go through these types of gradual declines in terms of Bitcoin even if they have dollar gains and I'm just way too emotional as a trader to try and time that crap
1: Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I think we were kind of talking about something similar last week about these altcoins that have gone through cycles before uh, just not being able to get anywhere close to, you know, all time highs and things like that. And I think you're probably going to keep seeing that like the only ones that are going to, you know, really do these face melting types of pumps are are maybe new projects and new listings and things like that. But it doesn't seem like the cycle is as strong on these altcoins. Right, Chamber?
2: Yeah, you're 100 percent correct. It is not as strong. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and again, we talked about it before. Um, we talked about it before. I think a lot of newer projects. That's where you're going to start to see uh, some value versus BTC. Uh, and a lot of these, a lot of these uh, tokens and currencies that are around for a little bit longer, especially versus BTC, it's going to be tough uh, to try and recapture some of those all-time highs. So. Uh, I think, I think best bets right now are on newer projects that haven't had that cycle yet, but mm-hmm. don't listen to me. I have fucking no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh,
1: awesome. I got one more, I got one more quick story here and then we'll move on to some fun stuff here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, actually, no, we're gonna skip this story. Sorry. We're gonna skip this story because I completely forgot about the other thing I wanted to talk about. So <laughs> the better news. <laughs> yeah, the better news. So um, all right. This today this happened today, Ben? Yeah, is this is today. What, is this that is today. what happened? Okay. So you put out a tweet here this morning that talked about how you were approached on Instagram by a scammer this morning and you flipped the damn script, <laughs> <And> <laughs> so you essentially scammed the scammer, and it was a awesome read. You posted all the screenshots to your website btcsessions.ca, which we'll link in the show notes. We'll, look, we'll link to this exact post. Um, but tell us, tell us the story. Tell us how it happened and <laughs> yeah. how it ended up. Yeah.
0: Um, well, okay. So I, I I woke up this morning to a message from. What's her name? Susie. Susan Williams. Su- Susan Williams. Yes. Legitimate name. Susan Williams underscore <laughs> 2021 had a killer investment opportunity for me, unsolicited. <laughs> And so go on. Uh, we, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. And so uh, we got into it, and and she said that I could double my Bitcoin every 24 hours, like every other legitimate investment out there, unsolicited on Instagram. And so naturally, I was super enthralled and really wanted to know more. And so I just kind of I started messaging back and forth, and I I in, in my half awoken still slumber i i was like okay i'm gonna play along with this and just see where i can take it and and at first i was just kind of i was like i'm just gonna waste this person's time but as we kept chatting i was like maybe i can screw this person because they're a jerk already so i may as well and so i i just kind of kept going and i and i made it seem out like i had a lot of money and not a lot of common sense. So, you know, too much money for my own good. And so, um, you know, I said I had just bought like five Bitcoin and cashed out some of my, my uh, uh, what did I say? I, I cashed out a lot of my index funds in order to do this. And my <laughs> so, my intelligent son was helping me. And, uh, and so they were trying to get me to deposit a bunch. And so then I said, well, I, you know, I'm just not super confident. And in, in somebody that I just met, no offense, but maybe we could transfer money back and forth first to so I can make sure it works. All right. And so they tried to get me to send like a 100 bucks over and I, they would send it back to me. And I said, oh, I'm just I'm just not comfortable with that. Can we do it the other way around? They said no. And then I introduced uh, his name was uh, Stu. Stu Reed, uh, m- the mysterious competition. So was, was
1: this just the name that you made up on the spot? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. This was total bullshit. So I was, like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. Well, Stu Reed <laughs> is messaging about me, uh, uh, me about a similar opportunity, and he's got excellent rates. And he also said that he would transfer me Bitcoin. And then, uh, meanwhile, I'm leading this person on, saying that oh, well, Stu sent me over hundred bucks, and I'm just waiting to send it back and uh and i i've already invested a bitcoin with him and you know i took i i had to search up online to find like a screenshot of a bitcoin wallet with like four bitcoin in it and then i did some for some photoshop to change the u.s dollar amount because it was like two years old (laughs) and and, uh and so then i i ended up i was like i think we're done here because Stu has been nothing but but uh you know accommodating in in terms of easing my mind and then eventually the person's like well okay i'll send you 50 bucks and then you send it back to me and then we'll get and then they send me $50 they send me $50 and i was like <laughs> you freaking scammer i am going to s- donate this to bitcoin venezuela and you know like basically they're like no no send it back please so anyways long story short i basically this person tried to scam me out of a couple of Bitcoin and I got them to send me 50 bucks and I donated it to relief efforts in Venezuela. So, so, so that's I that. think,
2: I think that, I think the hashtag for the show is uh, hashtag. I trust Stu. Yeah. I trust Stu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part of this was that you kind of played on what, you played up what they do to other people, right? So they're trying to take advantage of your naivety, right? Where, okay, I don't know how to use a bitcoin wallet. Oh, don't worry, we'll take care of that for you. Just send us your bitcoin, we'll send you back all the returns, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then you went on to be like, then you went on to be like, "Well, look, I'm not really sure if I know how this works in order to do this. You know, can you send me a test transaction?" And that's when the whole thing just got flipped on its head <laughs> and then and and then after the whole thing, well then they were trying to <laughs> then they were trying to say oh well there's no reason you shouldn't trust me I can't but I won't send you Bitcoin for the exact same reason which I thought was really funny yeah and then at the very end I'm trying to find the exact quote here um first of all how long did this whole interaction take oh it
0: was a while oh my god I think I I'm I'm trying to see here hold on I think it started at about uh it was about 10 after 11 in the morning and i ended and this was like as i'm making breakfast and having coffee and my wife is like what the hell are you doing you've been on your phone all morning uh it must have been like oh god it was yeah it, it had to have been like a solid hour back and forth and and like the at times the person would be like oh please can you just send me the address you sent the one bitcoin to because i said i invested one bitcoin with Stu, and so i was like right. oh god so i jump on a block explorer explorer and like look through the latest block for one bitcoin transactions i'm like okay i gotta find an address oh here. my that's god poor.
1: that's expert <laughs>
0: so i was like i was like okay this one isn't exactly one bitcoin but i can say that he just sent me an invoice and it filled out all weird and auto filled the amount and I don't know I made some intricate bullshit up and, and it seemed to work so great
1: it's amazing so the end here comes where after the, the person sends <laughs> you The Bitcoin and there's been time goes by and says have you checked Ben and then Ben responds you idiot scammer asshole I'm donating your money to Bitcoin Venezuela go get a fucking job and stop being a piece of shit the person responds please don't do that and then then another one that says, please, with a crying face emoji. Oh, my goodness. And then this says, I only sent this to you to assure you about my platform. You can't do this to me. Please, Ben, just send me back my Bitcoins, please. That would show you're an honest man, too. And then they post their Bitcoin address and that's and then Ben, ben gives to charity. <laughs> what an epic epic story oh that is. my
0: god the the good the good thing is is if they were legitimate they can just put in 50 bucks to their own platform and double it
1: correct right yeah they'll be like oh no problem i'll just invest 50 bucks and i'll have twice as i'll have my money back tomorrow <laughs> exactly oh, oh my god so funny chamber uh what do you think you're gonna try to go scam A some hundred? no
2: i want to i want this ladies i want to double my bitcoin every day
1: <laughs> this is the blueprint is there this some is...
2: sort of ref link i could get or <laughs> is there yeah is there some sort of uh, upside down uh triangle uh well, he, i'll know? tell
0: you i'll tell you right now Stu has way better deals does he? <laughs>
1: Stu's got through. way better rates. I trust Stu. I do trust Stu. Um, all <laughs> I mean, right.
2: My confidence <laughs> funnel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chamber, um, what do we want to do here? We're running a little tight on time. Do we want to go uh, back in the day or do we want to go rapid fire here? Let's
2: Let's do some rapid fire. I feel like that's going to be more fun.
1: All right. So rapid fire here. Uh, ben, rapid fire is what we do on this podcast with our guests as a way to get let our listeners get to know you a little more. Um, they uh, may be crypto related, they may be not. Just uh, give us your best answers. So I'll start here. Now you're, you know, you you're a Bitcoin guy now for sure. Always Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But what was the first ever altcoin you ever bought?
0: Oh, it was for sure Litecoin. Yeah, like I mean, it was. In in 2014 to 2015, that was pretty much it. And maybe Doge, maybe Doge.
1: Doge. Nice. um, That's a common answer. (laughs) I feel like everybody from back then either had Litecoin or Doge or they started by mining Doge or anything like that.
0: No no regrets. (laughs)
1: Uh, Chamber, you got one? I do. Um, What is your
2: favorite... Uh, comfort food. So you know you're you not feeling well. You you know maybe you're uh, on on death row and you have to have your last meal. What what are you going for?
0: Oh, this is, is going to sound bad, but Pizza Pops, which they do not have in the states, so that's a Canadian thing. I'm pretty sure.
2: Are Pillsbury Pizza Pops not available in the U.S.? Bunchu, can you confirm this?
1: Pillsbury, what?
2: Oh my! Oh I Pizza
1: Pops? I maybe I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I would know about a hundred related. Y- like, it would have
2: been a staple in your youth. Is, yeah, it, uh,
1: then no, I've not had those. They
2: are a delicious. I'm this, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is this is a delicious after school treat. Uh, you could yeah. put them in the microwave. You could put them in the oven. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a big. Now you going all dress? You want pepperoni? Just cheese? No, uh,
0: I, I I like the the deluxe, and I like the just. Just regular pepperoni and bacon. The, the extra pepperoni. I agree. I'm, is, I'm, or, sorry, the extra bacon is, is no good. No good. Don't you dare awesome. put a Hawaiian Pizza Pop near me. Uh oh. <laughs> do they even make Hawaiian?
2: I feel like they don't. I feel like they it's, do. Uh, they
0: do, man. My wife really? gets them, and I have to say that I'm going to divorce her.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, I, you know what? I'm a big fan of the Hawaiian pizzas, so I'm going to have to check those out
1: That's funny. Um, All right, next question here. What was I like? This one. uh, What was your favorite Halloween costume you've ever worn?
0: Oh, uh, as an adult or as a child? Because those are two different answers.
1: You could go. You could go either way or both. Okay, let's
0: let's do both because as a kid I was just like whatever's scary, so I I was typically always a vampire. But as an adult I did a badass venom and I got full body paint and so my neck was venom's Ooh, mouth whoa. and had like teeth on it was insane.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That how long it did took that like, take you it, to it, do? It,
0: it took me four hours sitting in a chair. Wow. Holy yeah. crap!
1: What kind of fucking party were you going it to? Was, it was, it was,
0: it was, it was great. It was a very adult party, but it was wonderful.
1: That's awesome. That's terrific. Very cool, Chamber. You got another one?
2: Yeah. Well, you said you like scary stuff. Uh, are you a big uh, horror movie fan?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I dabble. I dabble. I'm
2: excited do you, do for you a-
0: it, it. Chapter two.
2: I agree. I that's uh I'm a big fan of the It movies. Do you I ever heard f- that's
1: going to be like 3 hours long? It is going
2: to be 3 hours long oh, and oh I, had a, I had a I had a a little movement in my pants when I heard that. So <laughs> it was I was very excited. <laughs> so, what's your favorite uh scary movie of all time? Ooh,
0: um, favorite scary movie. That's that's tough. So, I Uh, The one that actually made me jump the most was The Descent, which you guys referenced earlier. Um, Yeah, that's really funny. (laughs) Uh, That's an
2: absolutely terrifying movie, yeah. It
0: is absolutely terrifying. The first jump scare, I had to turn it off for a moment and come back, but it was, yeah, it was solid. Um, As far as, like, when I was in kind of junior high i think i was a huge fan of the original scream movie which i know is super pop culture nowadays i guess it holds up it holds up it does hold up and it was such an inversion of the the typical uh i guess kind of scary movie formula um and then and then i love it was the
2: first uh i was gonna say it was the first uh meta horror movie where it was like aware uh, of itself you know what i mean 100%, 100%.
0: a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and aside from that, I I love myself some Michael Myers. Just but the 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 theme song alone is enough to get me for that one.
1: Nice, nice. Um, who asked that one? Use chamber. All right, let me see. What do I got here? <laughs> I don't um, I don't remember ever seeing this on our list, but I, it's here, and I'm gonna ask it. You fill in the blank here. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing okay. socks to bed is. <laughs> An abomination, yes, thank you. Jesus, is there anyone that wears socks to bed? That There's only that,
2: not like... that, no, none, not that's not a serial killer.
1: <laughs> Why is that on our list? I feel like it's not even a thing.
2: I'm looking for serial killers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if anybody says
2: yes, we're calling the cops right away. Evacuate that's Canada. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right
1: a couple more here chamber you got another or you want uh, me to go i ahead? feel like
2: we got to ask the most important question uh what is your go-to karaoke song
0: oh, that's oh I, I love my karaoke okay uh, my, <laughs> my karaoke it, my go-to song and again my wife fucking hates it when i sing this because i sing <laughs> it directly to her but tenacious d fuck her gently
1: <laughs> Yes, great, one. Oh, great song. Great one. Yes, <laughs> I love that song. I it was like one. Of, I used to play it on acoustic guitar and sing it anywhere I went. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, last one here, and then we'll wrap up. Um, what is a place on your travel bucket list?
0: Ooh, I love traveling. I've I've actually been to uh just under 50 countries holy and, shit yeah I've, I've done a lot of traveling um i cheated a little bit because i was a performer on a cruise ship in my early days uh so i did that in 2009 oh but wow then i've been backpacking twice with my wife um so I guess I haven't been to a lot of places in Central and South America, so that's kind of on my list. But I also – I've only been to like northern Africa, so I would like to maybe hike Mount Kilimanjaro and outside of that, oddly enough, uh, Japan because it's such – a weird juxtaposition of a total culture shock along with extremely uh, you know first world advanced technology and so right. i think those two things combined would just be a, a real mind and so i, I really want to go over to tokyo cool. and see that
1: that's cool that's cool 50 countries holy crap <laughs>
2: you said you're married uh yeah. i'm a do you, do you have children do you mind asking i, I do I, I
0: i have a trend. really
2: yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say hi it's very difficult to travel that much when uh, once you have kids. I'll it's tell
0: you, you, you know what we started we started trying to because I mean our last big trip was before we had our kid and actually we got mm-hmm. we got back and found out that my wife was pregnant within 24 hours of arriving home from a oh really? backpacking trip yeah oh my god so wow. not much um, not a lot to do in
2: those hostels right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but, yeah exactly exactly
0: but uh, but yeah we've we've been trying to get her traveling more and more. So she's actually better traveled at two years old now than I was at 23. And she's been to uh, Mexico twice. She's done a road trip across Canada. She's been to California and she'll be uh, in. We're going to Florida with her uh, to do the Florida Keys and the Everglades
1: in October. That's awesome. Awesome. That's really cool. Um, Awesome. Well, I think that's a good spot for us to wrap up. Chamber, you got any other questions you want to ask Ben while he's here?
2: I don't. That was very informative. I (laughs) like having smart people on. It really (laughs) makes me feel better. Uh, Don't don't stroke the Uh, ego too much. I'm not that smart. Well, we're really dumb. So, I mean, the bar is pretty low. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So,
1: anyway, uh, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. We want to give you just a quick minute here to um, talk about any projects, where where people Can find you anything you're working on, um, and you know your YouTube page and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So, if you want to find me, the easiest place to do it are it would either be Twitter or youtube both of them are btc sessions or on twitter at btc sessions um outside of that if you want to check out where i work i work at a company called bull bitcoin this is only available to canadians but essentially again it allows you to buy bitcoin and pay any of your bills in bitcoin and other than that, if you if you're a brand newbie and you need somebody to hold your hand, of course you can hit up all my free content on my YouTube, but if you need more hand holding than that, I do uh, I do private sessions and you can find that on my website, btc
1: I'm
2: definitely signing up for a, f- for a paid hand holding <laughs> session.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you you don't want to learn about Bitcoin. You just No, I just want to hold hands. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, I'm looking for,
2: uh, that's that's more expensive. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Especially at Chambers' hands. Know, charge double. It's, you should absolutely charge double. <laughs> <laughs>
1: man. Ben, thank you so much for coming on. That was really fun. We appreciate it. Uh, Chamber, any last words before we go?
2: Uh, Nope. Just make sure to check out um, our website, uh, recpodcast.com. Check out the merch there. Make sure we've been getting a lot of uh, five-star ratings, so thank you for that. Uh, Any great comments, we will read. Any questions you have with a five-star review, we'll make sure to read that on air. But yeah, Besides that, I'm good.
1: We got a good one from last time
2: we did have a, a we, review we did we, have, we had one person review um <laughs> they were uh they were happy with my um with my choice in music they said they give us a five-star review based on my appreciation of amy winehouse's uh back to black uh says <laughs> i just it, all it says is i agree back to back is a top uh top 10 album of all time very slept on <laughs> five stars
1: username mrs winehouse yeah exactly i wish (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right that's gonna do it for us uh thank you again ben for chamber i am bunchu and until next time don't get wrecked and that is financial advice